This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Betty Chen. Taiwan recorded 76,564 new COVID cases Friday. Taiwan's health minister says the ongoing wave of COVID cases will ease in the coming days. But while high vaccination among adults is helping, children are still vulnerable. 13 children have now died since the pandemic began. John Van Trieste has this report. This is the latest frontier in Taiwan's battle against its most severe COVID outbreak yet. Child vaccination centers have been set up in the country's six biggest cities. On Friday, Premier Su Zheng-chang visited the center set up in the central city of Taichung and hailed it as an early success. Authorities say the current COVID wave may soon start to ebb. The country's health minister estimates that by the end of this week, 90% of Taiwan's people will have had at least one COVID jab. And the growing number of people who've had COVID is helping too. He says the daily tally of new cases could fall in 10 days' time. But not everyone can breathe easy. It's been just a month since Taiwan started vaccinating children under 12, and children under 5 still can't get a vaccine. There are seven mass vaccination centers for 5 to 11-year-olds. Taichung's mayor says 54% of the city's children have been vaccinated. And in Taipei, it's predicted that more than half the eligible children will be vaccinated by the end of the week. James Rayner and John Van Trieste for Taiwan Plus. The annual Dragon Boat Race is coming up this long weekend, a race that dates back centuries. The competition was scaled down last year, but this year the restrictions have been lifted. Taiwan Plus reporter Bing Wang caught up with a visually impaired team on their first foray into the competition. Rowing to the beat of their own drum. For the last two months, Yamin has been leading her Dragon Ball team down the river to practice. The team began as a support group for the visually impaired, hosting activities for them to socialize. It's Turn Up Blind Eye's first foray into the annual Dragon Ball competition, where they're hoping to challenge stereotypes that one needs to have sight to participate in sports. They even have their biggest fan to cheer them on. The Dragon Ball Festival dates back millennia in Asian cultures. It's celebrated on the fifth day of the fifth month on the lunar calendar. And this three-day race in Taipei is one of the most popular sporting events. 4,000 people and hundreds of teams will come here to celebrate on this river. Some teams have competed together for decades, even training all year round. Other teams are in it just to have fun. Turner Blind Eye have been practicing for around two months. While it may be hard for them to see, they use specially taped paddles to help them guide their movements. By listening to the drum beats, the team knows exactly when to paddle in unison. Turner Blind Eye may not be in the competition to win, but they are here to prove that they can compete as well as anyone and in turn raise awareness of the struggles and successes of visually impaired people in Taiwan. Dimanin and Bing Wang for Taiwan Plus.
The Dragon Boat Festival was originally a holiday commemorating the death of an ancient poet, but modern festivities are much livelier. Andrew Ryan has more. Two dragon boat crews paddle fiercely, trying to pull the other team over the center line. This tug of war is part of the Dragon Boat Festival. Originally, it was a day of traditions to commemorate the death of an ancient Chinese poet called Chuyuan. According to legend, he drowned himself in despair over the warring politics of the time. People went out in boats to save him, but to no avail. More than 2,000 years later, that ancient search and rescue operation has transformed into the lively dragon boat races that mark the festival. Another enduring tradition, sticky rice dumplings wrapped in bamboo leaves and stuffed with a variety of fillings, called zongzi. Legend has it these dumplings were thrown into the river where the poet drowned so the fish wouldn't eat his body. Today, they're so popular that people line up for hours to get them. The dumpling eating tradition goes on for several days, so there's still plenty of time to get in line. Rick E, Yu Jing Huang, and Andrew Ryan for Taiwan Plus. Taiwan is speeding up its disbursement of domestic travel subsidies to rev up the tourism sector, which has been hard hit by the pandemic. Discounts and subsidies will be handed out starting mid-July, two months ahead of what was originally scheduled. Backpackers traveling on weekdays can get a one-time accommodation subsidy of up to 40 U.S. dollars. There will also be discounts on group travel, entry to parks, and bus fares. Taiwan's borders have been closed to foreign tourists since early 2020. A tourism official said the subsidy for domestic travelers will help warm up the industry when the borders reopen. The U.S. has reintroduced a line about not supporting Taiwan independence to its online fact sheet. Last month, the State Department removed it, but a sentence saying Washington did not support Taiwan's independence was put back in on May 28th. Although the line about Beijing's position that Taiwan is part of China, which had also disappeared last month, has not been restored, Washington has since said the update did not reflect a change in policy. Taiwan and the European Union have agreed to forge stronger ties in trade and cooperation, especially in semiconductors. The annual high-level talks were held by video conference. The two sides discussed setting up a platform for strategic issues, including the semiconductor or supply chain and offshore wind power. The EU is Taiwan's fifth-largest trading partner and a country's biggest source of foreign investment. The Taiwan-EU talks follow the announcement of new trade negotiations between Taipei and Washington on Wednesday. Those are being described as a historic breakthrough. To find out more about the trade talks, Taiwan Plus reporter Rick Cloward spoke with Roy Lee, Senior Deputy Executive Director at a Zhonghua Institution for Economic Research. Rick began by asking him his expectations for the negotiations. First of all, I think it is actually a very exciting development uh, because looking back in the last two decades, we have uh, a lot of opportunities to have a dialogue or discussion or even negotiations, negotiations with the United States. But most of the issues uh, covered in those discussions are uh, technical in, in nature. So this is the first time, uh, as far as I understand, this is the first time that the U.S. Uh, agrees to include forward-looking 
or regional initiatives as part of the U.S.-Taiwan bilateral discussion. And it is important in both symbolic and substance. We know that Taiwan is often struggles to be part of other trade agreements or trade blocks. So why is it important that it has a trade agreement with the U.S.? Well, actually all trade agreements or trade initiatives are important to Taiwan. But uh, in the last three decades, uh, Taiwan has been uh, prevented from participating uh, meaningfully in many of the trade talks with our major trading partners. So, uh, and the U.S. now, uh, since the last three years, U.S. is now returning to, for example, Taiwan's uh, second largest export market next to China. And also looking in the future, the U.S. will become one of the major destinations for Taiwan's supply chain uh, relocation and also, of course, investments. So it is important because the U.S. is one of the most important trade and investment partners to Taiwan. And it is also important because it, it provides one of the rare opportunities for Taiwan to have uh, institutionalized or formal a dialogue and negotiation mechanism with the major trading partners. To what extent do you think that these new trade negotiations could be the, the start of something bigger, for example, joining trade blocks like the CPTPP? Of course, it facilitates uh, Taiwan's effort in other uh, undertakings, including the CPTPP. Uh, it facilitates uh, because um, the, the initiative reflects the U.S. support and the confidence. And also it reflects kind of the U.S. Uh, uh, credential, uh, about Taiwan's credential as a key economic uh, player in the global and regional stage. Right? So it underscores um, the importance of Taiwan's participation economically. The U.S. says Taiwan is failing to guarantee some religious rights of foreign domestic workers, but acknowledges that progress has been made. In an annual report on religious freedom around the world, the U.S. says domestic workers in Taiwan are not legally entitled to a weekly day off. This affects more than 200,000 foreign workers, many of whom are Muslims from Indonesia and Catholics from the Philippines. In some cases, workers fail to get the days off promised in their contracts. Taiwan has said that such incidents can be reported to the Labor Ministry. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the measure is a sign of progress. In Taiwan, authorities are making it easier to report employers who refuse to give their workers a weekly rest day in order to attend religious services. Dragon Boat Festival is just around the corner, and that means summer is truly here. Animals at Taipei Zoo, including a pair of otters, kicked off celebrations early with a meal of specially prepared rice dumplings. Known as zongzi, these balls of rice with fillings wrapped in bamboo leaves are a traditional dragon boat festival snack. Zookeepers put a spin on those treats by filling them with ice, fruit, vegetables, and even seafood. That's to keep the zoo's residents cool as the temperature rise in Taiwan. Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Betty Chen. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time.
Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com. <laughs>